Hello, I'm Sarah James, a lifestyle blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast in the Lifelisten Network about two women embarking on a self-care bender. We're both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet it's elusive. And while we may have all the information we need, we don't always get there. We want to explore different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious, looking at body, mind, and spirit, and also just some random talk that's thrown in there for good measure. We also want to look at the defenses and distractions to keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, well, we have a great episode for you today. We are chatting with Jedediah Jenkins, who is an attorney by trade and Instagram darling and just wrote a great new book called To Awake the Sleeping Self about basically traveling around the world on a bike. Um, But first, Sarah, what is new with you? How is your self-care this week? Well, it's, it's not super awesome. No? No. Well. What's going on? Well, I went to a concert Monday night and... Oh, that's weird because you went to a concert like three nights before that. <laughs> I feel like you're always at a concert. I'm like looking at Instagram stories and I'm like, oh, is this like some 20 something? Nope, that's Sarah. That's Sarah at a concert again. Like what is happening? Okay. First of all, it's, I've only been to two concerts this month. So simmer down right. over there. But... um I did no, go- you, but you went to a bar. Yeah, you went to you went to Lord Huron. You went to that other band you love, and then in between there, you like went out to a bar and saw a cover band or something. Oh, I did. <laughs> so that's a lot of going out. Is all I'm saying is that you you look like you're living your best life. Well, I actually do not physically look like I'm living my best life. If you were to well, see my I face wouldn't right either now, if I was out three times in a week. <laughs> Totally forgot that I went to that. It was a 90s cover band, which was so awesome, by the way. And that was, I will say, that was not a prepared, like we were not prepared to go to that. We had not planned. We met our friends for dinner and they suggested we go. And so we did. So that one I didn't plan for. But um, yes, I went to see Lord Huron Monday night in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is an hour and a half away from Oklahoma City. And first of all, I mean, Monday night concerts are just, they just throw everything off. I mean, it's just. Uh, yeah, that's it's, weird. It's weird, right? It's weird. So like right now, I feel like it's Monday because I felt like yeah. Monday was Friday. I'm totally discombobulated. Um, but yeah, I, I was up. Well, we got back. We went to the concert and then we, my friend Jennifer went with me and we had a drink afterwards at this bar we really like in Tulsa. And so I probably... We, she, well, she nodded off at about 1.30 a.m., but, you know, me in a hotel room, lights flickering, Ugh. noises, I fell asleep at 4.45 a.m. Oh. <laughs> and woke up That's at seven. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's the worst. It is the worst. And that, that's a whole other subject matter. That's, we probably should talk about hotels and stuff like Sleeping that. Sleeping in hotel oh. rooms. I mean, come on. Why it is, is it so a constant hard? challenge. It's just like, why are there always the little lights, like the fire alarm light and the, oh my just gosh. the clocks and the whirring and the, the, the I know. Uh, anyway, so I am just so off and I do feel a little bit like some sort of groupie, all this music that's happening right now, but it's just, I, all of my favorite bands 
are all playing in the same month. I'm going to another concert on Thursday. What are you going to? What <laughs> in the world? I am going on Thursday to Father John Misty. Oh, whoa. I didn't know you were a fan. That's random. Well, so this is funny. I'm actually, to be honest, I'm not really. I'm not a huge fan of his okay. music, but my friends are. And it's one of my friend's birthday, and he's playing here in Oklahoma oh. City. So we're kind of going for her birthday. I mean, there are a couple of his songs that I enjoy, but I think it's just two. But two I mean, songs. he's he's like smack dab in the middle of my whole realm. To like, he's That's that right. sort of progressive Christian Enneagram four. <laughs> totally, he's got to be an Enneagram four. Now I heard he does yeah. put on a pretty good show. You know, so I have heard that too. So it'll be good. We kind of bought tickets in this place here in Oklahoma City that has kind of like uh, where you can buy the VIP kind of where you're upstairs and you have your own. Oh, that's nice. Which because I, I don't want to be down amidst the crowd. Although I will say that when I went to see Future Islands, my very favorite band of all time, we went to Austin two weekends ago to see them. Yes. That I made the people with me. <laughs> I made them get in line. Well, there wasn't even really a line. I just made them show up with me at 7 p.m. when the doors opened. I was front row. And it wow. was like the best night of my life. And I feel so sorry for my friends who had to stand at the front row for two hours before they came on. <laughs> so I, I don't know if this just makes me a giant nerd or it makes me a giant nerd. But my big question to you is what shoes were you wearing for this? <laughs> that you were made, like... That's my, that is always my concert concern is like, I want to look cute, but it's a lot of standing. Oh, so maybe oh, I'll no. stay home because I'd rather stay home <laughs> than wear tennis shoes to a concert. <laughs> so what, sh what footwear is getting you through this night? You'll be happy to know that I was wearing Adidas Stan Smiths. So I okay. had, yeah, I mean, I had the tennis shoes on full on tennis, tennis shoes on. because it was an outdoor amphitheater. I will say, however, when I went to the 90s cover band here in Oklahoma City, which I did not know that I was going to, I was, prepared for. I was wearing heels. I also oh. walked home from this venue, which at the time seemed like the best idea because it was such a beautiful night and oh, I'm just going to walk, but it's actually eight blocks. And I walked home in those and my feet still hurt from that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But no, you'd be proud of me. I wore, I wore, there were no heels going on. I had my feet completely supported. I wouldn't have been able to stand there. I would have no. to, you know? No, it's miserable. It's I mean, so case in point, I, w I was in New York last week and I took not good shoes. Like what kind of shoes? Well, they were just like booties, but they were, they were actually booties from Nordstrom's and they're like, a junior's brand and they were sent to me through trunk club. So okay. typically if I buy my own shoes, we're talking about brands like Clark's or maybe even naturalizer, like, you know, cushiony shoes, <laughs> right? Cushion, cushion, old lady shoes. And you try to find those brands in something that doesn't look completely hideous for things like walking through New York. But instead I got all prideful. I'm like, Oh, these have been comfortable for, you know, five minutes at home. So I'm going to take these, shoes from the junior department at Nordstrom's and like I swear I wore them five blocks and I was like I'm out I'm done so like, what did I'm you done what did you do um I took my ass over to a Nordstrom's rack nice and bought the most hideous pair awesome of they were Clark's but I can't even explain them they were like flats but they had a small wedge heel they were suede <laughs> they were so ugly 
You think it's really funny? I don't know. This this might be really culturally insensitive, and I don't know. Maybe we'll cut this part. I don't know. But <laughs> I was wearing those shoes, and I was also wearing black tights because it was a little cold, and that's that was how I chose to you know keep my legs warm. And I was wearing a dress that went down under my knee, uh-huh. and it was Rosh Hashanah, and people were passing out palms to other Jewish people, and I was asked... <laughs> More times than I have been in my life if I was Jewish because my outfit looked like I was dressed for Rosh Hashanah. (laughs) (laughs) My sensible shoes and tights and skirt below the knee apparently made me look like I was. Oh, now, Kristen, you had so many, I'm sure, amazing floors that you walked on in New York. Why didn't you Instagram these amazing shoes for everyone to see? So (laughs) ugly. In fact, you know what? I will, because I did take a picture of the shoes. <laughs> I will post a photo of those shoes on um, our selfie Facebook page. I might even put them on selfie Instagram. They were really bad. And you know, the worst thing is because you just, you, you know, I'm in New York City. I just, I know I need new shoes, but I don't want to spend the entire day shopping. So I'm just like, oh, I'll take these. They were like $60. They weren't even cheap. They were like $60 shoes. Oh, gosh. That I never want to wear or see again. But no. they were really comfortable. <laughs> wow. Wow. What are, what are your tips, Sarah, for, you know, listeners who might be thinking I'm in my forties. I want to just rage and go to shows all the time and live like I'm in my twenties. What, what self-care tips do you have for us? Oh, groupie Sarah. Um, well, number one, which we've already discussed would be to wear appropriate footwear. That's, uh, that's a big one. That's number one. Number two is to hydrate. And I mean, I was going to say hydrate. Yeah. I mean, hi, and I mean, hydrate. I, <laughs> I, I mean, like four bottles of water. And if you're, if you happen to be drinking alcohol, you have to drink a bottle of water in between every cocktail or alcoholic beverage that you have a full one, especially yep. if you're outside because it's hot and muggy, or at least it was where I was in Austin. I would suggest maybe not going out to a bar after the concert's over. <laughs> no, but you know you're excited, and oh, I was so. I wish this could just be an episode called "Sarah Talks About Future Islands" because it was, I, I, it was like the best night of my life. I have wanted to see this band for so many years, and they have never come even close to Oklahoma City. They played, of course, they played at Coachella a couple of years ago when I happened to be in LA at the time, but it didn't happen. Yeah, but Coachella, I know, that is right. way too much work. No, that's way too much work. It's just like trust fund babies in their funny outfits. And I just, no, yeah. I know. No, no, no. But when I found out they were going to Austin, whoo, I'm telling you, it was so good. Well, you so uh, good. you were posting photos of, of the, the, the young man, the spry young man doing high kicks and all I could say, I made fun of you because all I could think of was um, that character that Molly Shannon played where she's like kicking and she's like, ah, I'm 50, I'm 50 years old. It was literally the same movements. Well, first of all, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, um, even though I was on the first row, I must have not, you weren't accurately seen. This guy, um, he's balding, has a receding hairline. He's 
like a little bit, has a little bit of a pooch stomach. Um, well, he, he's, he's limber. He's no, he's super limber. He's super limber, <laughs> but we were driving home the next day and we had, I said, how old do you think that guy is? And we went around in the car and we were all deciding that the guy was in his late forties and I looked him up and he's 33. <laughs> like that guy has lived a life. He has well, lived he's- Maybe he needs to stop going out after the show. He needs to stop going out out of the show, but I will say he, we had a moment of eye contact locking and he pointed at me. Okay. I went straight back to 17 years old. I turned around to three of my friends. I'm like, did you see that? They're like, yeah, we saw it, Sarah. And I'm like, (laughs) I mean, just like a total (laughs) giddy idiot, but I just, I have to say anyone out there who wants to see the best show ever, they put on the best show. I mean, he, like Kristen said, limber, high kicks, running around. He growls like a bear. I mean, I don't even know. None of this is making me want to see that. <laughs> but I will confess, I don't, I don't even know that I know a song of Future well, Island. No, they're not. They're not popular. I mean, they're not some yeah, big popular band. I think they are. I feel like they're, yeah, they're at Coachella and stuff like that. I have entered, I'm 43. I have just entered the age at which... I have not accepted any new music, like nothing new. No, don't do it. And Sarah, I pretty much exclusively at this point listen to show tunes. I was going to say Broadway. You drive around all day singing Broadway tunes. Oh, I I was hitting the Mean Girls soundtrack this morning. (laughs) Oh my God, Kristen. I, 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 yeah, I don't even know. I just, I've accepted, I've made peace with, I am just a nerd Around music. Well, I listen to show tunes oh, and then um, rap from my son. Well, see, at least you're, like you're horrible mumbly that. rap. I hate it. But at least it's there. You know, it's, keep, it's, it's keeping there. you young. It's keeping you young. But. Yeah. Yeah. I'm staying cool with the kid. I know who Tyler, the creator is. I know. Oh. I know who Lil Uzi is. Oh, well, look at you go. I don't know who those so, people are. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got Fred. We've got it covered. We've got it covered between the two of us. I'll just, I'll do the Coachella alternative and you can like keep everyone up to date on the wrap. Well, speaking of staying up late after a show, it's funny because I was watching your Instagram and, you know, being equal parts in awe and tired of how much going out you, you have been doing. Um, I'm proud of you, sister, but Thank you. I went to New York this week. And I went out, well, I was only there. The funny thing is I was really there for three days. I had a speaking gig and I spent three nights there. I kind of extended it into the weekend, but I went out every night that I was there. The Dang. last night I was there, I, I went to see the show. Of course I went to see a show, Mean Girls. And then I hung out with our mutual friend, Isabel Coleman. Love her. Alpha mom fame. She's fantastic. She and I stayed up till three in the morning. What? We met for drinks after the show, and then we went to a second location, an all-night diner, where we ate just the crappiest food, and we talked until the wee hours of the morning. It was so fun, like seriously so fun, but I am still recovering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm still not back. That is the thing that happens at this age. You probably won't feel yourself till this weekend. No. Isn't that freaky? And you also, I mean, I think we should let everyone know that you are, you can definitely be a night owl. Oh, I am. I am a night owl. That is true. But I do like to sleep in. But I just feel, yeah, I feel like it was a lot of walking. 
I had the same issues with the hotel sleeping. Like in Ugh. my room, there was um, like a thermostat that had an LCD monitor on it that like I swear was a spotlight in my eye. No, it like, is. It's always a spotlight in the eye. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then one morning I woke up and they, someone, I'm not even kidding, like 10 feet from my window was building a wall on the oh. building next door. Oh no. Banging no. tile and rebar into place. No. No. Yeah. At no. seven in the morning. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not going to sleep in. So yeah, I'm still a little tired from my trip, but it was very nice to get away, get a little break from reality, see a lot of Broadway shows. So how many shows did you see? Well, unfortunately, I only saw two because the first night I got in too late to catch a show. Okay. So I was there Wednesday night. Wait, no. I was there Thursday night, Friday. No. <laughs> I was there Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night. Came home Saturday morning, but Wednesday I arrived too late too to late. see a show, which I was very... But it looked like such a fun time. I saw your photos on Instagram, and I was excited for you. Oh, and you also went to the Color Factory. I did go to the Color Factory. That was really fun, too. Was and I cool? worked hard to get those tickets, I got to tell you. I bet you did. So it was really fun. Yeah, I did. I honestly did everything I wanted to do. I went to the High Line. I did Chelsea Market. I had... Um, lunch with a friend at Soho House, which is funny because I know that you go to the one in LA sometimes. Yes, yes. And one of my friends is a member of the one in New York and, and very chic. Um, but yeah, I got, I ended up getting to do really everything I wanted to do. I love New York. Okay, That's I do too. And I, the yeah. High Line's amazing. Oh, I love the High Line. I went for the first the time last time. on the High Line, I highly recommend. Yes. Um, you wrangled Dustin into masking this week. <gasps> I did. Well, you I had to. You got your husband on board. I had to persuade him with sexual favors. Well, <laughs> the funniest thing is that you actually said that on Instagram. I was I like, oh, this is a little off brand for, for say. I mean, it's not off brand in real life, but I mean, I, I did it because, you know, my husband, if any of you have ever seen him on, on social media, which is very rare. He, yes. he is a very quiet, reserved, private guy. He just, um, he does not like to be on social media. He just, he actually abhors social media. And so, I, I, so I asked him <laughs> to do this. Um, and so I, I did say that to him purposefully because he was being so stoic in nature, sitting yeah. in front of the camera, just like not even cracking a smile. I knew if I said that, he'd like lose it, which he did. He did. That was so funny. He said something. Yeah. You said something about like, you already got your favors. Yeah. He, well, I was like, thank you so much, you know, for uh, being part of this. And he said, well, we need to talk about compensation. And I was like, well, you got your compensation last night, didn't you? <laughs> and then you sprayed him with rose water in the face. But the so funniest amazing. part were there were multiple people who commented on that and said, that's the first time. And like They were like, I've been following you for 10 years, and that is the first time I saw your husband's teeth. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, your husband is like, he's the smolderer. He's like, he's always very smoldery in photos, which he's not. Which he's not. Thank you. Like that he's in real not. life. He has incredibly deeply set eyes. And so no matter yeah. what expression he's making, people think he is trying to do blue steel and he is no. not. He's just sitting <laughs> totally. there and the poor that's, guy has that's such how a he bad looks. rap. He does. He looks yeah. like blue steel all the time, but he's not he trying he really to blue steel. Yeah. 
I'm glad we just got yeah. to clear that up because sometimes I just want to be like, people, I swear to God, he is not trying to like smolder for you right now. He's just staring no, he's at not. me with like no. disgust. <laughs> no, I mean, Dustin's personality is the opposite of like trying to smolder. Oh, it is. Like, he's just, I know. he's just a really normal guy. He's just a total <laughs> normal dude that doesn't like to be on Instagram yes. as much as his wife does. You know, what can I say? <laughs> I love that he's like, he hates Instagram. And it's like, that's basically your job. <laughs> he, he hates my life. <laughs> he pretty much hates my life. so funny. Okay. So um, let's take a quick break. We need to talk about a wonderful sponsor of ours. Um, we know we've talked a lot about meal planning in the past. And uh, I think we've talked about it a lot, actually. But it really is the crux between eating healthy and not eating healthy, right? Oh, completely. I mean, for me, that is, that is the number one predictor of if I'm going to eat well or not is how well I've meal planned. So HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service. They shop for everything for you. They plan and they deliver your favorite recipes to your door with step-by-step instructions. All the ingredients are already measured in these labeled meal kits, so you know exactly what goes with each recipe. Each box is made of fresh and bonus responsibly obtained ingredients from selected farmers and high-rated sources. Yes, and they've got gourmet meals, but also mini one-pot recipes, which I'm all about because it's seriously speedy and minimal cleanup. And it's just nice because once in a while you get to try things you would never think to cook on your own and kind of eat outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. I truly love the weeks that I have HelloFresh deliveries because it does make life easier. And I also have to say a little bonus of HelloFresh because the portions are already measured and the photo instructions are really easy to read. My kids can fully execute a meal from beginning to end with HelloFresh. I can sit back while they make dinner. I have watched that happen. I have observed that myself. So for a total of $60 off, that's actually breaks down to $20 off your first three boxes. You guys can visit hellofresh.com slash selfie and enter the code selfie 60. Once again, that's hellofresh.com slash selfie 60 and enter the promo code selfie 60 to get a total of $60 off, which is 20 bucks off your first three boxes. Awesome. All right, Sarah, what's your thumbs up for today? Well, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about hair and makeup today. Those, those are my two thumbs up. I have a new hair product that I think everybody will love. I'm serious. Mm. It's this Well, the brand is called Modern Minerals, but their hairline, they call it Mo Me for short. Aren't they cute? Mo Me. And they have this texture mist that's just basically something, you know, just you spray it on post styling it or, you know, curling it or drying it, whatever you do. And it just makes it a little bit piecier, but it's not Mm -hmm. like a true, you know, some of the beachy wave salt sprays they're they're a little bit much for me they usually have like actual salt they can be crunchy yes this has no crunchy there's no crunchy involved with this and it smells so good 
And I wasn't one to even really use a texture mist that much, but now I do like every day because I love the way it smells. And it just kind of, you know, if you curl your hair with an iron, sometimes it can look a little like Sunday schoolish. It's like two, yes. the curls are just all the same. And oh, totally. It breaks them up and it just makes your hair look like way more effortless than it does when you just curl it and leave it like that. Okay. Do you use this while your hair is wet and while your hair is dry? Dry. Although dry. dry. Oh, okay. Dry. So it's like the last step. So Got after it. I curl my hair. It's a hair, finishing spray. Yeah. It's like a finishing spray. Um, it's, it's not a hairspray though. So it right, just right, kind right. of like, it just breaks up the curls. It makes it look a little bit kind of just messier, which I like. I don't want to look like my curls are all perfectly oh, placed completely. and stuff, right? No. You, no. you don't want pageant hair. Yeah. I do not want pageant hair. Thank you very much. So this stuff is amazing. And I mean, bonus, it is completely clean. The ingredients Ooh. are awesome. And it smells like, there's something like even a little bit masculine about the scent. I don't know. It's like, mm. it's just, it's kind of sexy. It's a little sexy. It's a little sexy. Kristen. I really need to try this. I mean, I'm going to be wearing it to all of my concerts going forward. <laughs> <laughs> my sexy texture hair. Get ready. Totally. Get ready. Okay. So that's number one. And then my number two, which is a question that is asked of me so much. I can't even tell you. People are like, is there such a thing as a long wearing clean lipstick? Mm, okay. And up until not too long ago, I was like, sorry, no, you know, just most of them wear thing. like traditional lipsticks, but like, I'm talking about what people want, like the staying power, like the stains, yeah. um, where they like, yep. literally, you can't get them off your lips. Mm -hmm. So there is one it's okay. by clove and hallow and it, it comes, it looks like a lip gloss. So it's a wet um, right. product application application. Thank you very much. And you apply it. It comes in like, I think seven, six or seven colors and you don't mess with it for about 15 seconds and it sets on your lips and it does not budge. Like hmm. does not budge is on all day. Now it's very matte, which I love. Yeah. I love because a lot of the colors are super, um, intense, but they do have three, three, I think that are like more subtle, but so it's just very flat color, but it is amazing. It does not budge. Now, the only problem was I had some um, different colors sent to me to swatch and I made mm -hmm. the mistake of trying to do it <laughs> in one day. And you guys, I could not get this one color off. I mean, I was using uh, wet wipes, like um, baby wipes, <laughs> scrubbing my lips. And I, I mean, it's, it's amazing. So those of you that are looking for like a long wearing all day lipstick that doesn't have any horrible ingredients in it, you've got to check out these lip velvets. They're ridiculous. See, I feel like I can't do those long wearing because they just make my lips so dry. Well, no, that is, that's definitely the truth. And so I wear these lip velvets at night, like if I'm going yeah, out to like, dinner. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't usually wear them during the day, but there have been a lot of people that do ask. They want they want those during the day, and it is, it's really good. But I always wonder about like someone that wants to try colors. Like what if they put one on and they don't like it? Well, you're wearing I, well, it that I've day. Well, I've done that. I've done that, and then you hate it, yeah. Then you're just walking around. But the colors are really good. I don't know. 
I'm impressed. Really impressed. Mm. So what about you? Well, the first thing I'm going to recommend is a book that I'm reading. It's called Educated, and it is a memoir of a girl who was raised in a fundamentalist Mormon home. But in addition to being Mormon, her parents did not believe in sending her to school. They were sort of like off the grid. They didn't believe in medical care. And it is a very fascinating memoir about her life. Ooh, it's really good. I've saw so many people recommending it, and then I finally bought it. Although I have to say, um, also, I accidentally ordered the large print edition of the book. <laughs> and in doing so, accidentally realized, this is a lot better for me. <laughs> like, I might need to do this all the time. <laughs> oh, see, that sounds amazing. I need uh, large print. It's well, so big, though. It makes the ha- book really big. I was going to say, is the book gigantic? The book is gigantic. They also write large print in large print, (laughs) Meta, so that, you know, everyone can see your shame of being old and having bad eyesight. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. In case you weren't sure, I'm reading the large print edition. But you kind of Although, incidentally, I'm going to my eye doctor this afternoon, so (gasps) hopefully. Are you going to get some readers, Kristen Um, Howerton? I'm going to get more than readers. I actually need more than readers. I'm curious to see what he says this time. Well, maybe you'll be like me and wear multifocal contacts. I might. I think I might. It's amazing. Um, I'll report back next week on that. And then uh, my other do. thumbs up is I, okay, my kids all like oatmeal. It's one of the few breakfast foods that they can agree on. Um, and I was buying the little packets, you know, the, the instant packs. And, yeah. you know, they have a lot of sugar in them. And they are kind of spendy. And so I'm like, you know, I want to make oatmeal from scratch every morning. But I also don't want to wake up and like stir over the stove. So I started looking on Pinterest and whatnot and trying to ascertain like what's the best way to really make lazy oatmeal. So there are some people who swear by the overnight crock pot. Uh Other people who swear by a rice cooker. Uh I have tried both. I'm here to report the rice cooker is better. So I bought a rice cooker just for oatmeal. It's a little one. It's three cups. It was $14 on Amazon. Nice. I'll link it up um, on the show notes at selfiepodcast.com. But 14 bucks, this great little rice cooker. And so what I do is at night, I measure out the oatmeal and pour it in. And then I put a cup of the water of how much is supposed to go in it. Okay. And then every day a different kid wakes up and they just go, walk out there, they pour the water in and they click the the button, the thing to cook. Yeah. And it takes about 20 minutes. Um, but it is perfect oatmeal. Okay. Like, that's good oatmeal. to know. Cause you remember when I bought my new rice cooker, I bought a three cup rice cooker. We use oh, yeah. that same size for our rice. Yep. So maybe yep. I should do that. It's really nice. I feel like the overnight um, method with the crock pot, it's just a little too mushy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this technique really makes it taste like the, you know, what, the instant oatmeal. And then I just set out, I will set out blueberries. I will set out agave. I will set out maple syrup. And then they can kind of make their own, you know, sweeten to taste. Okay, so let me ask. So we usually use these gluten-free quick cooking oats, but for this, would you just use regular, like the rolled oats? Not yeah. The quick you don't cooking? want quick cook because it, it cooks, you know, like the way that it cooks rice. It cooks for a while. It would, it would, I think 
mush up, mush it up. Quick, so I just need to use a quick. That is a rice. good idea because that's yeah, all you my just daughter buy will eat. Old school oats, which those are so cheap. Oh yeah, well I, even the we use Bob's Red Mill because they make the gluten free. Yeah, I like and they Bob's. have the gluten free rolled oats totally. too. Fan. Yeah, I mean, there's just nothing cheaper than rolled oats, and I feel like it's like a healthy breakfast, fills the stomach. So much fiber. I don't feel, yeah. I don't yeah. feel guilty about it. Super cheap. It's a good breakfast. That's a good one. I like it. Oh. I'm going to do it. All right. Let's take a quick break. We're going to talk about a new sponsor that makes an incredible natural deodorant. Now, I know I have talked about natural deodorant a lot. <laughs> I've been on the journey to find one that is really good. And Myro is really good. Yeah, I know. Okay. So I, I was super excited to try this one. And I have to say... It's pretty legit, you guys. It is legit. It's legit. And can we just start with how cute the little push-up case, refillable case is? It's, it's like, adorable. It's so cute. It's this refillable little case that you can um, choose your color and you just plop the little deodorant right down into it. And then mm -hmm. when you're done, like you take it out. Yes. It's like these refillable pods. Yeah. Um, which is great for the environment. Mm -hmm. They say that you know they have reduced waste by doing it this way by like 50% from regular deodorants. But the part about this deodorant that gets me very excited is the scents. They mm -hmm. have really good scents. They're made with essential oils that release over time. So instead of smelling your BO, it's like releasing <laughs> these nice scents, which are so good. Um, they have one that's orange, juniper, and sunflower. They have one that's bergamot, lavender. Um, the one that I really like is Cucumber Jasmine Spearmint. Super fresh. Ooh. Um, but I'm curious, Sarah, where does this one rate on the whole kind of green and clean ingredient scale? Well, I'm happy to report that there is basically nothing toxic in it. There is no aluminum, Yay. no parabens, no phthalates, no talc. It's, it is, and in fact, what I think is pretty cool is there's not any baking soda either. Cause you know, there's a lot of people that try That's natural huge. deodorants and they're like, Oh, I have like yep. irritation, no baking soda. So for listeners who have tried to go the natural deodorant route and you have found that your skin breaks out into a rash, this would be one to try because it doesn't have that baking soda in it, which is huge. Oh, and also <laughs> it's a subscription. I love my subscriptions. So you get a refresh every three months delivered right to your door. So you're not having to remember to buy your deodorant. Um, it's timed right for when most people run out. But you can also, you can switch up your scents, press pause, um, stop whenever you want to. So it is a really sweet product. There is a great deal for our listeners today. You can get 50% off your first order for five bucks you guys, for just $5. So visit mymyro.com slash selfie and use the promo code selfie. Once again, that's mymyro, M-Y-M-Y-R-O.com slash selfie and use the promo code selfie for 50% off your first order. All right, well, we are going to chat now with Jedediah Jenkins. Um, I have been a fan of his for a long time. If you don't follow him on Instagram, he is absolutely worth a follow. But he just wrote a new book, a memoir of a really fascinating journey he took on a bike um, as he was sort of heading into a, a new life phase. It's called To Shake the Sleeping Self. 
All right, Jedediah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I, I'm really excited to have you on because um, I have been familiar with you since back in the Invisible Children days. Wow. So, yeah. That's some cred sauce right there. <laughs> um, I mean, talk about cutting your teeth in your 20s in a cool way, just like learning how to get bills passed through Congress to like protect child soldiers when you're like 25 is pretty cool. That's pretty amazing. And I have to say that I don't know you from then, but I really enjoy saying your name, Jedediah Jenkins, <laughs> Jedediah Jenkins, Jedediah <laughs> well, Jenkins. It's so you good. You talk Thank about you. that in the book that, um, that yeah, you, it's sing-songy. Yeah, it his name sort of like it 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 um made you recognizable in a way that was kind of interesting for you in your life. Well, and I I mean obviously it's the like anecdotal evidence is is always bad to rely on, but in my own life people remember my name. And because yeah. of that, it makes me think I'm like special, which gives me confidence, <laughs> which is like changed my whole life, you know what I mean? Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, this is a lesson to all of us to confidence name our 101. Something. Name your child like Lizard face or something, and no one will ever forget it. I Maybe it doesn't work for everyone. Yes. Did not do that, but that is a missed opportunity <laughs> totally. that I'll always regret. <laughs> Lizard face. Well, <laughs> we're going to get into, into some deeper topics, but we really did want to start with this. This podcast is not, in fact, about taking selfies, um, mm. despite the name. You know, it's about self care and the journey to better mental health. But we have to say, that you are the master of looking good in a photo and we need to know your tricks. Seriously, good face. <laughs> like you are giving good face. Really good at it. So good. Oh my gosh, no one has ever told me that. That is actually <gasps> such a Come that on. is such a self-care moment for me to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's such a you care helping me self-care. But I don't know. I just like, you know, you look off into the distance, you kind of smile a little bit, but not too much. Who knows? I mean, sometimes I smile. The secret is... A, surround yourself with photographers, which I do. All my best friends are, like, incredible photographers. I am not. And then the second one is actually just don't stress don't about, about how it. you look. Like, don't don't facetune. Don't be like, ooh, I don't look like that. Or like, what you look like in a photo is usually what you actually look like. So, like, be okay with it because mm. that's, like, what you look like. And I was like, okay. And it, in the same way that... Years ago, when I would hear my voice recorded, I was like, ew, that's what I sound like? That's so embarrassing. And over time, if you've recorded your voice enough, which obviously you lovely people have, um, you get used to it and you're like, hmm, that's pretty good. It's fine. Like, that's what I sound like. Well, you have a very podcast type voice. <laughs> and so now I've told you I love your name, you give good face, and you've got a great voice, and I'm not giving you wow. any more compliments. That's it. Okay. That's I mean, that's it. literally, I need to go journal for a while. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm listen, I'm buying you on coming to terms with what your voice sounds like, but if I'm being honest, when Sarah and I take a selfie together, we literally hold the phone up and do a 360 to find the good light. So. Well, of course. I, no, light is real. I hear that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> duh. We look ridiculous when we And yeah, that's together. true. So is angles. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just like literally the truth is You like screw self-acceptance, find the light. Find the light and also find a fleet of photographers. The end. The end. All right, so your memoir is all about travel. You took a really serious trip um mm. on a bike. Um, you also have a magazine that's about travel. Sarah and I also love to travel, but I do feel like you're like, you're a level up. Yeah. 
you are like hardcore. So I want to (laughs) know, how do you stay sane? How do you find the comforts of home when you are really out there? Well, one thing like for, for the book that's coming out to shake the sleeping self, that was a really, really long journey. So that is a different headspace when you leave the comforts of your home for a year and a half to like live on a bicycle. And that is not something that is meant to be practiced. That is meant to be like a (laughs) rite of passage in your life, a major moment, a a turning of the page, a new chapter. Do you know what I mean? That's not a lifestyle. Not a thing you do every summer. (laughs) I mean, maybe if you're like really aggressive, but that is not my, not my life. Um, For me, I'm very much all about stirring up the routine and what I really learned from traveling and living on a bicycle for that long is that I actually do love a sense of place, a sense of home. Yeah. And so now when I travel, it's actually this beautiful thing where I'm seeing something lovely. I try to go for multiple weeks when I can because it's long enough to really feel a place. And, and then I know I will be going home. And so I don't feel... I travel enough to where home is always a lovely thing I return to and I miss it. And then I don't stay home enough to where I feel like I need to escape, Mm. which is a really, you know, lucky situation. I mean, I'm a writer. I can just vanish to the Amazon at any moment if I need to. Most people can't do that. But prioritizing getting outside of my home when I do have free time and I live in Los Angeles, so it's pretty easy to go to the mountains go to Big Sur, go to Big Bear, go to Idlewild and feel like I'm in a different place. That's awesome. Okay. On a practical level, we want to know your gear. What's your favorite luggage? What's, you know, what do you, what's your packing look like? Oh, I love this question. I never, ever, ever, ever check a bag, even if I'm gone for like a month. Yeah. And that, I don't, I just like, I don't like schlepping. I don't like, I don't need 1000 outfits. Like I just wear black t-shirts and jeans. Like Mm -hmm. you just bring some t-shirts. They generally have laundry situations all over the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can do laundry. (laughs) You can do laundry. You too. And it's kind of fun. If something goes wrong with your clothes, you can buy clothes Mm -hmm. wherever you are. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. You're like, Oh my gosh, I got this shirt in Switzerland or whatever. So I just like, do not like schlepping a bag it limits my freedom. Mm, um, yeah. So I just have a, like a cute little rolly bag, and then I have a beautiful leather backpack um, designed by this guy named Stephen Ken, and it's just like my favorite thing, and I go everywhere with it. Oftentimes, if I do a kind of a shorter trip, I bring only the backpack with just really? some clothes and books in it. Mm. Look at you. Love it. Yeah, and I, yes. I don't know. I just really like being able to move, turn on a dime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I used to be a schlepper. Kristen, you know, she helped me. Oh, boy. She, there was, was, she was. She would bring like <laughs> 10 pairs of shoes for a three-day weekend. You know See, what? I hear that because you I don't like know. I like to have variety to choose from. Okay? This is, here's the truth. I am the same way with books. Okay. I will bring oh, 10 books, yes. 10 books on a three-day weekend as <laughs> if, because I don't know how I'm going to feel at any hour yes. and what I want to read. That is so true. Which is so, so funny. Cute. I brag about the fact that I brought one pair of shorts and yet my bag is 1,000 pounds because it's a full-on <laughs> Barnes & Noble. 
Well, I have to ask you this, though, because this is the elephant in the room. You, you're still reading physical books then? You haven't, like, switched over to the Kindle? 100%. I do not like reading on a screen. I mean, Same. I like... Yeah. I mean, I'm down to, like, read the New York Times on my phone, mm-hmm. but, like... Yeah. But a bo- to me, a book, book is book. more than the words inside it. Itself is a trophy of completion. It is handing it to a friend saying, read this. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so... It is... Part, it's physicality is part of the experience. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And so I when so it's agree just, with you. it's so when it's part of a library of 300 books on your Kindle and it's just a digital file, I lose mm. the magic of like what it feels like the cover, the smell of the pages. It's all very real. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's like tactile a sensory experience. Yes. Although then I yeah. think to myself as I'm, you know, going away for three days and realize my my suitcase is half books. I'm like, I should really switch to the Kindle, but I just can't, I can't do it. Well, for me, it's like, I don't want to switch to a Kindle. What I need to do is actually commit to like reading one book. (laughs) (laughs) No, that would be, yeah, yeah. I need to do that too. I have a Kindle, but I don't like being able to easily go back and look at a passage. You know, that's the thing for me. If I'm reading a chapter and I think about something I read a couple chapters back, it's not that easy to get right back to that. You know? Interesting. Yeah. And then just, I, I'm a big nonfiction girl, and there's a lot of charts and graphs and things that right. you just cannot experience the same way if you're looking on this little screen. And That's I want to love a good it, point. but I don't know. I'm so, it's so, I'm such an audio learner, meaning like, that's why I, I love podcasts so much, and I actually love audiobooks because... Mm-hmm. I really, my brain digests information really well through the ear. Mm-hmm. And on my bike trip, I listened to quite a few books and was just like transported. I'm like driving across the Andes listening to like a history of Latin America, like 400 page book and just Love it. like cool. inside the book, you know, it was like so cool. Yeah. yeah I, I should start like a club where you bicycle through like Italy and you read, you listen to a book about like whatever the Roman empire or how, how they make wine. And it's just like so cool to like be in there while you're learning about it. You know, I actually do that with my kids. I am the nerd mom who will play like an episode <laughs> of a podcast that talks about the salt and sea as we're driving through the salt mm-hmm. and sea. Like I am that mom. <laughs> you are oh, that gosh. mom. They love that it. is going to be me as a delight. dad. I promise. Yes. Oh, yeah. My teenager would like to listen to rap, but we're going to go ahead and listen to this NPR thing on <laughs> the place we're headed to. Um, what are some of your favorite places that you've been? I mean, what really stands out to you? Because I know you've seen a lot. For the, I just experienced the Alps for the first time. Oh, wow. We did a yes. two-week road trip through just started in France, went all the way across Switzerland, down into Italy, up through Austria. Oh my gosh, like, it's like the best road trip I've ever done. It is that looked so weird. shockingly beautiful. And you yeah, can just like, crazy. we would just like get on hotels tonight and just like make our decisions on a whim and go down whatever road we wanted and like ask someone in the town, what's the prettiest town up ahead? And they're like, oh my gosh, this one. And like, we just followed our whimsy. And it was so fun, so gorgeous. Um, so I highly recommend that. And Europe, besides England, they drive on the same side of the road as us, so it's not as dangerous and yeah, scary as like true. driving mm-hmm. across England. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I really love Argentina. Mm, I have if I ever there. like I committed been. some sort of crime where I had to escape the U.S., I would probably move there. So I hope the FBI doesn't listen to this episode <laughs> of the podcast. I think podcast. you're okay. We can't make any promises, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're huge in the intelligence community. We, They're we like are, obsessed. actually. Yeah. We well, they need self-care. I'm sure they're overworked. They totally are. <laughs> they are. Absolutely. Um, Northern Uganda is one of the best places I've ever been. The energy there, you know how there's like, I hate to sound too woo-woo, but like certain places have like a vortex of energy. Yes. Yes. And you're like, I feel different here than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And Northern Uganda has that. Like the people have it. The land has it. It's something else. And I like it haunts you in the best way, like with a nostalgic longing of love. Okay, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I want to do that. So do you have like a crew of friends that you travel with? Does it change or what are friendships like for you just because you are traveling a lot? Well, I, I have a lot of travely friends. That's like how I made them, you know, like Mm -hmm. through similar interest and through photography and camping and road trips. And I made a lot of friends going to this film festival in Telluride every year called Mountain Film. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's an entire film festival dedicated to documentaries about nature, the earth, human rights, and human, like, exceptionalism. Just, I, what do I mean by that? Like, people who are amazing rock climbers, and they're, like, climbing a glacier in Antarctica. Like, extreme, amazing humans. Mm-hmm. And just the type of people drawn to a film festival like that end up being my homies. And so gotcha. we just, like... I found it pretty easy to find people to like explore the world with who have interesting freelance jobs where they have the ability to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause that's important. Well, yeah, yeah, that has to be there for sure. You know? Well, and like, do I miss like a regular paycheck? Hell yeah. Like knowing that money's (laughs) coming every two weeks. Right. Is that like, (laughs) I have no idea. Like what a dream, but the exchange the exchange being, even though when I'm eating just an, a bag of almonds for a few days, the fact that I can choose my own schedule is is its own payment in a way, you know? It is. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. I do agree. It's it's worth the stress. <laughs> <laughs> right? It is, right? <laughs> yeah. Give us, um, you know, any words of wisdom you have on friendship, because I feel like you mm. you have some incredible friendships. I mean, that if... You know, if there's anything that's apparent from your Instagram feed, well, one is that you have amazing photographer friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. And two is that you love to travel. But three is that, it, you know, it, it's, it's really apparent that you have close friendships, that you really value friendships, yeah. that you're a very loyal friend. Um, what, you know, and one of the things we hear from our listeners a lot, because a lot of our listeners are, um, you know, in their 30s and 40s, is that friendships are really a struggle at this age. It's true. Yeah. I, you know, this is a little bit like deep therapy, but I would say that, you know, growing up gay in Tennessee in a very religious mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. Um, when I moved to California, I was like, I have to find my own family. Like, yes. I have to build deep relationships on my own that are mine, that are safe, because I'm afraid of losing the ones that were handed to me by circumstance, by childhood. Absolutely. And so that built in me this like deep longing for connection, which of course we all have, Mm -hmm. 
but I like exercise the muscle of pursuing like family level friendships mm. the moment I moved out here at 19. And that muscle has just continued. And, and really, like, you can't have good friends until you learn how to be a good friend, that kind of thing. And, yeah. and for me, I just sort of prioritize surrounding myself with people I respect, people who I want to be more like, people who sharpen me. Um, I think a lot of people are friends with whoever was around at the time you know, that they mm -hmm. grew up, which yeah. is fine. I'm like a believer in loyalty. I'm a believer in history. But they say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And if you look around at those five people and they don't inspire you and they don't make you grow and they're not interested in growing, then it's almost impossible for you to grow. Yeah. Right. You know, you touched on something that was a theme of your book, which was this you know, kind of experience of growing up in evangelical home, as I also mm -hmm. did, growing up with, you know, kind of ministry leader parents, which I also mm. did, and then kind of finding your own way. Um, and then for you, you know, coming out as gay, which as we know, is not always compatible with um, certain faith communities. Right. Um, and kind of then moving into a more, you know, progressive Christian space, what are some of the tools that you used in that journey to stay sane, to, st to you know, to, to center yourself, to, to find your sense of self as, you know, as you're shifting in your faith and, and probably, I'm, I'm guessing, even kind of leaving some church community? Well, what it was, I mean, that was, that, that was what you just asked me is the biggest journey of my life, the interior journey of Absolutely. figuring out how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just, and, you know, if, give us five well, minutes. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm asking um, a huge question. Just like a soundbite. Just a soundbite. No, but, I, <laughs> but uh, that's the, the, the truth. The big thing for me was no longer mistake the fear of losing God with the fear of losing community. And what I mean wow. by that is I was so afraid of being in trouble with my sexuality, like of doing something that would get me in trouble yeah. And I thought it was God who would be angry with me. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a mentor of mine asked me the question, are you afraid of God or are you afraid of rejection from people? Those are two different things. That's so good. And when I realized that it wasn't God that I feared, I felt like God made me. It was the people watching me and the people that could reject me that rearranged my entire brain and my yeah. entire like spiritual experience. And, and then like sort of simultaneously with that revelation, I started having friends who were like, Hey, I just want like out of the blue, they were saying like, Hey, I just want you to know, like whatever, like whoever you love, like I support you. Like the Bible's confusing. I love God. I love you. God loves you. So like, mm -hmm. I just want, and it wasn't even like I asked them to change their position or even clarify mm -hmm. all of a sudden, mm -hmm. like the current of the universe, like told them to tell me that. Yeah. Mm. And it was really profound where I realized, wow, like I've been so afraid of rejection and I didn't realize I had a community of people that wouldn't, that weren't going to reject me. Maybe some would, mm -hmm. but I wasn't going to lose everything. Mm -hmm. And I certainly wasn't going to lose God or however Absolutely. that you know, is interpreted. 
Yeah. I, um, I really appreciated reading about that journey in your book. And mm-hmm. I hope, I hope that listeners will, you know, consider reading whether they come from that evangelical faith or not, because I think it's important for people to understand people that didn't grow up in that kind of, you know, a, a faith tradition, what the stakes are, you yes. know, for, for well, and you know um, what? LGBT it's, people. It's also very transposable to any type of life because one of my best friends is Orthodox Jewish and she's in her thirties and not married and hasn't had a kid. And so the my journey of like finding love for myself, even though it hurts my parents and hurts their belief system is exactly her journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. and metaphor, I mean, if you just tell a true story about anyone's life, it will always in some way map onto your own. I mean, so I'm true. not a mermaid. So I've never lived underwater, but I watched the little mermaid. And when she stands up to her dad, I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> I want legs. <laughs> I too. feel you girl. You know? Totally. <laughs> you know, so it's so very true. like transposable to any life. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Also for our listeners, if you are not following Jedediah on Instagram, you really should. I One of the things I appreciate so much about your Instagram feed is you, I mean, you do a lot of writing on yes. Instagram. It's, it's almost like a mini blog. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of beautiful photography, but you also write some really poignant stuff. And you did a, th- a three-part Instagram kind of, you know, series of posts about kind of your reckoning with racism in the U.S. Yeah. And... Yeah, I've done that a few times. Just, it's one of those things where when you're a writer and you realize that you have people's ear and you learn something, even if it's embarrassing, you feel a duty. Mm-hmm. You feel... And it, even if it's embarrassing, I'm like, I'm processing this, but chances are if I am, so are a lot of other people. And yeah, I'm in absolutely. the lucky position where people are interested in what I think about something. And a lot of times it might bring them clarity or at least further the discussion in their own head. Mm-hmm. And so if I can put my thoughts out there, embarrass myself or teach people through what I've learned, then it's worth it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's just been, that's been such a huge unpacking lesson for me. Um, just growing up in the white suburbs as a white kid and like, mm-hmm. while I was so busy, worried about my sexuality and living in a white bubble, it never crossed my mind that there were all these other experiences. I was so worried about myself. Um, yeah. And so then to kind of like wake up into a larger context of the American experience for a lot of different people is, mm-hmm. and, and like, wow, I know what it's like to be rejected and yet also be able to fit in. Like I can hide, whereas you can't hide your skin color. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's such an interesting intersectionality. And I just, I really appreciated what you had to say about that because it was really vulnerable. You know, I mean, you Thank really you. talked about the journey, um, which I think most white people have really been on. I think we all kind of grew up in this bubble of like, you know, I'm the default, like white yeah. mm-hmm. culture is kind of the norm. And, and then we don't recognize like, wow, other people are having completely different experiences here. <laughs> and that's like, that's the it was especially hard for me because growing up gay, hiding it in the Christian church, my like childhood default was don't get noticed, don't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I've always had this incredible aversion to being quote unquote in trouble. And then, you know, once Ferguson happened and Trayvon Martin happened and there were marches in the streets 
and people were talking about white privilege and white fragility. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where I felt like I was in trouble for no reason. I was like, oh, I didn't yes. do anything and I'm in yeah. trouble. Yes. And so that like woke up a lot of these these fears that I've like accumulated from being gay and I would like speak a certain way or like talk with my hands. And then the church leaders would be like, Hey, you're a little too effeminate. And I'd be like, Mm. Oh shoot, I'm in trouble. And I don't even know what I did. Mm. And so it's a very, that's a, that's a complex thing to unpack. But like when you are the beneficiary of 400, a thousand years of theft and, cruelty and it's like you didn't do it but you mm-hmm. stand on the backs of those that did yes. and yeah. that is a very humbling it's just you realize you are part of a larger story it's not right. just your own life your own decisions you're part of something much bigger mm-hmm. and when that bigger thing hurts you like the American black experience you know you're part of a bigger story because it screws with your life mm-hmm. but if it helps you you can ignore it or think it's your own strength, think it's your own ingenuity, your own hard work. And that's the big lesson that I hope millions of, you know, white Americans are unpacking now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think there are a lot of white people who have that kind of similar feeling of like, oh, I don't want to be blamed for something I didn't do when it's like, well, you know, we are still living in systemic <laughs> Right. Well, guess what? A black person doesn't want to be pulled over for no reason. You know, like nobody wants to be blamed. That's the, that's the journey. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I, I so appreciate that you use your platform to speak on those issues. I have two teenage boys who are black. We are definitely in the midst of kind of experiencing like, wow, Mm. this is real. (laughs) You know, this, the, the ways they're treated are different and this is real. So it's, it's always, you have to have conversations with them that my mom never had to have with me. Exactly. Oh gosh. And that's every brutal. Day. Every day. Yeah. yeah. Every, every single day. Yeah. So I really appreciate you using your platform to, you know, to talk about that kind of stuff. All right. Well, oh my gosh, thank you. We wanted to ask you, we do a two thumbs up every week where Sarah and I kind of share something we've discovered that is helping our lives. Um, it can be anything from a book to a lotion, to a candle, to mm. a podcast, to, you know, anything. Um, do you have any two thumbs up to give us? Mm. Yes. So I, it's actually a double whammy. So I'm a big fan, especially for you who enjoy nonfiction books. Yuval Harari's new book, 21 lessons for the 21st century. Have you heard of it? No. Tell us. Okay. So he is a like next level from another planet, brilliant historian. Um, And he wrote this book, Sapiens, and then he wrote a book, Homo Deus, and this is his third book. And it's basically, he, he understands human nature and the way, the way forward and like what humans are doing on this planet right now better than anyone I've ever read. So like reading his history of humanity and reading his like history of the modern world and how we all fit together and globalization and blah, blah, blah. The clarity with which he writes is actually very, this might sound weird, it's very peaceful. Like he, mm. he might be talking about the, the threat of AI or something, but you're just like, mm. wow, this person is able to synthesize information and, and give it to you in such a digestible, digestible way that 
It's very, very pleasure, pleasurable. So that oh, is a okay. huge thumb up from I'm me. On that and, a, one. and a new morning ritual is reading his book. Okay. Ooh. Um, the other thumbs up is actually from him, which is he is a huge meditator. Okay. He meditates okay. two hours a day He's on a 30 to 60 day silent retreat every year. Wow. Next level. Okay. Like, but don't be intimidated because I mean, there's, I could never do that, but he says, he says the only way that he could synthesize 5,000 years of 50,000 years of human history into 400 pages is the, the ability to focus and understand his thoughts that meditation has given him. He was like, focus is the ultimate key to achievement, to clarity. And so I started, <laughs> I started doing, it's very new, so I can't like claim I'm some yogi, but I started meditating in the mornings mm -hmm. in bed for 10 minutes with just like a YouTube video, 10 minute meditation, just to like feel my breath and just realize before I look at my phone, before I check anything that I am alive, that I exist totally. apart from my thoughts, apart from my day, I, I exist. And that's yeah. a miracle. Oh, that's so good. So good. That's so good. so good. Have you heard of, um, of course, this would involve you having to get on your phone right when you wake up. But right. have you heard of the Simple Habit app? No. So I've kind of, I've been through my fair share of meditation journeys and apps and like things to help me with it. And this mm -hmm. one in particular is fantastic because it starts with just, it has every subject under the sun. Anything you're looking to, you know better yourself on, you can find it. And they, they start at like five minutes. So for people out there that mm. are just, they're like, I can't do it. I just cannot do it. Um, they have very short ones that are wonderful. And What's it called again? Simple habit. It's fantastic. They have all sorts of thought leaders and meditation experts that do the meditation. So you can kind of find, you know, you certain people you jive with a little better, like just whether it's the tone of their voice or what they're That's talking so real. about. Some people I just can't get into, I'll be honest. I'm like, okay, can't, I don't know why. Can't really do it. Um, but mm -hmm. that app is fantastic. I've really enjoyed it. Has, it has 36,000 five-star reviews. Holy well, moly. Oh, my gosh. See, there you go. <laughs> I'm not the only one, Jedediah Jenkins. <laughs> I had to throw that name well, in I'm there curious, one more time. I'm curious. You said you're watching a YouTube, a YouTube video. Which one is it? When you're doing your I just, <laughs> I've just done a few. Like I've been clicking different ones because, like you say, certain people's voices are more, mm -hmm. I don't know, attractive than others. But, but you know, the, so, when I, so I just click on one and I go on the journey because one of the things Yuval Harari said is don't chase, um, don't chase like magical experiences because even if you meditate and you don't have some transcendent moment, but you just are like in your thoughts and you can't seem to focus and you can't focus on your breathing and you're all in your head, he said the purpose of meditation is to learn how you think, to watch mm. your own mind, yeah. to, to get to know your own mind. So even if you can't focus that day, that it, the watcher in you can see that and learn about itself and be like, oh, without judgment, my mind is scattered today. Right. And, and all that to say, I just click on one because even if I don't like it and I think, hmm, this is annoying, that's part of the journey. Yeah. That's, that's you know, the truth. That's really like, good. I don't need to, 
I don't need to wait until I find the perfect experience to like have good meditation because then I become a consumer <laughs> rather than a person pursuing Absolutely. what I'm supposed to be pursuing. That's great advice though. So tell us what's up next for you. Well, I mean, this book comes out and I, it's like when you're like climbing the mountain until you get to the summit, you can't see the view. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know what's beyond it because I have book events. I have interviews. We got to see, you know, what, whatever happens with this thing. And then, and then all of a sudden I got to pitch a new book and, you know, cause mm -hmm. I love writing. It is truly my dream and my passion. And so this, I mean, this book seems to be pre-selling well and there's is excitement about it. So I think my publisher will give me the chance to write another one. <laughs> um, they seem like they inclined to do so. <laughs> yeah. And so that's like exciting because that means I just get to keep doing. And I don't even know necessarily what the next story I want to tell is. Um, mm. But that's okay. I'm just like on this journey with with this book and then once this book is like done its thing and it's out in the world then I'll step into the new the new path that's awesome well we're excited to watch your journey thank you so oh, thank you. much for joining us today listeners we hope that you will check out his book it's called to shake the sleeping self um, it is on Amazon we'll also link it up at selfiepodcast.com and by the time this airs it will be out in the world so yes. Hope you guys will Thank you out. so much, you guys. This is great. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Continue the selfie conversation with us on Instagram at, at selfie podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash selfie podcast. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to Shepherd Audio for our intro music. Take care.